tonight. And people have those moments where they go to the cemetery and they they, you know, they go to the graveside and they have this this great awakening and this they speak, you know, their their life is revitalized. And I'm like, that's so cliche. That's so nothing, you know, just I'm too. That's just in my mind doesn't work for me. And um, as much as I like to debate and argue and y'all never really hear me say I'm wrong. Boy, was I wrong. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense, your favorite barbershop-style podcast. I am Tavares Ferguson, joined my co-host, Rozzy and Red Bottom Buff. Fellas, tell them what's on your mind. Wow, that's what we... Wow. Buff Richrich. Yeah, I... Uh, my co-worker's been, like, screenshotting that picture. Hey, hey, man, what are these? <laughs> oh. And I would lie and be like, well, those just some converse, man. I stepped in some red paint. Oh, oh wait. So he been cussing me out about that. No d- converse. Um, what an introduction effort. Uh, I don't know what to say. You you called me out. I mean, it was, was a sneaker just, ball. It was a sneaker yeah. ball. Yeah. Brazzy, did you, you know? have on sneakers? I did. I did. I had on regular Jordans. Just just regular, regular Jordans. Yeah, had on Jordans that hadn't came out yet. <laughs> So let's let's put that out there. I mean, okay. since we being honest, acceptable. <laughs> and I had on some regular J's, so uh, yeah, it wasn't red regular. bottom buff, and uh, this ain't out yet, rising. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh man, what a good time! What a good time, man. Yeah, That's shout out to Inspire was. You. What was it? Hayes Productions. Everybody mm-hmm. who put that on, man. It was a really, really fun event. Uh, very different from your normal Mardi Gras balls. And I liked it. I, I mean, it it's not steeped in tradition, which is I think is a good thing, right? Yeah. It's not one of those things that, oh, we've been doing this for 50 years, 100 years. This crew has been around forever. And they do the same thing, you know, <laughs> Grand mm. Marshal Ball. But, um, oh, you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, I mean, it, it, it's something different. It's fun. I mean, the the, the red carpet with the interviews, it, it was just something very different about it. Whereas uh, some of the other balls, it's just kind of a, hey, you go, you have fun. You enjoy it. I'm not, I'm not knocking any of the other ones. Oh, you definitely but, knocked it. I mean, a little bit. But anybody who's thinking about going to a ball next year or whatever, if you want something new, if you want something different, if you don't want, you know, your producer all in the videos, all on the uh-huh. tracks, then, you know, <laughs> come on over to the sneaker ball. We got you. <laughs> yeah. Anything else that you got, Buff? Yeah, actually, um, because I know we, I'm going to actually talk about the sneaker ball some more at the end of the show as well, but I did want to just it's not a shout out, but it's just kind of like a, okay, you know, Chris Brown, has a new song with uh, Chloe Bailey and the comments was lighting his ass up about, you know, what he did to Rihanna and stuff. And he kind of clapped back. I don't think I've seen him clap back like this before, but he just called people out and was like, y'all tuning in to Blueface and that girl that love to fight all the time. I think it's Krishan Rock or something like that. He's like, y'all tuning in to them for entertainment every day but still holding something I did at 17 years old, like I think 17 years ago, 
or whenever it was against me. You know, I made a mistake, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying he's right, but I will say this. I know I saw Mel Gibson at the uh, Oscars not long ago. The same dude that uh, left a voicemail to his ex-wife saying, I hope a pack of wild niggas rape you. I mean, I know Dr. Dre, who beat the hell out of uh, Michelle A. and uh, T. Barnes performed at the Super Bowl at halftime last year. I know we celebrate James Brown, who straddled his wife and UFC pounded her in front of his child. I know Lawrence Fishburne beat his first wife, I believe. We celebrate him. So I ain't saying Chris Brown right, but he got a point. Yeah. So, and, and even Rihanna came out and was like, look, it was an abusive relationship on both ends. Like, yeah, she, she, w- she was like, you know, it's not he just hauled off and hit her in the car. Like, she was hitting on him already, too. Uh, mm-hmm. He just ended up retaliating. Uh, again, not to say that it's right, but at the same time, it's like, everybody keep your hands to yourself. And maybe it doesn't get to that. Right. So that's a little bit of it, too. I mean, and, and people were on Rihanna about, you know, why is she still hanging with them? Like, they're cool. They and There was talks of them getting back together at one point. Exactly. Um, and it, it's it's kind of that same thing. It's like, look, look, y'all took the snapshot and was like, oh, he's an abuser. When Rihanna was like, no, nah, it was just us being little kids and, and not knowing how to express our feelings and stuff. So you also have that. Stuff. That's the only time we take that stuff seriously. Like we got the, we have the photo of Rihanna. I remember when Ray Rice had this thing. We had the video of him doing that to his wife. But if there's no video or, or evidence, we kind of like, we say domestic violence is bad, but we have to like see it in front of our faces for us to even like be moved by it at all. Yep. Yep. And nope. moving is only we're gonna talk about it on the podcast or post some Facebook posts. That's about yep. as far as it goes. Exactly. And just to for one, let's say this. Abuse is never acceptable. You know, violence isn't acceptable. And you hit it that they were both abusing each other and we're not gonna even go down that road where it's okay for a woman to hit a guy because you know how you know he's six something and she's this small and how hard can she really hit him we're not gonna go down that we're not gonna bring that up at all what we're gonna do is just say this is 2009 people and i'm not saying there's a time limit on abuse but he's done so much so many things have happened since then that they've moved on and if you if you say I don't rock with Chris Brown because he beat Rihanna that is absolutely fine that is a hundred percent fine but you know to bring it up you might have went to a Chris Brown concert but because he did something Chloe and like we pick and choose when we get upset and that's what's so just disturbing but Mm -hmm. I'm gonna take a step back and go back to the sneaker ball and hit on what you were saying Rozzy the I have no complaints. I think it's extremely innovative. I think that's the word we, we should use for the sneaker ball because every year they kind of change the theme. They're 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 tweaking it just a little bit, and I just see it getting better and better. And I'm looking for you know a they're gonna they're gonna outgrow that venue if they haven't already. You know they sold mm-hmm. out weeks months before the the uh, the ball dropped. I I won't lie it. It exceeded my expectations um, to be something so new. And I'm not saying that in a bad way as far as like I had no expectations, but I was I was pleasantly surprised 
from the the decor the where they, where they had it laid out with the table set up um the dress code because yes. we went to something very uh recently with the all class and because there's no dress code there's no there's no way to really and i'm not saying the dress code dictates who or the type of people come in but because they were so strict with the dress code it made people comply and so when you come in in a mindset where you have to follow these rules then you you kind of you change your mentality and the way that's the way i see it i saw them stop men and women who did not meet the dress code and they put it on there i saw guys come in and in tuxes or whatever the case may be or suits looking really nice but they didn't have a tie on and if sir you gotta wear a tie they turned some lady around because her outfit was kind of revealing and had halter top you know like it was just it wasn't it wasn't the type vibe they wanted and they stuck to it because you know i've been a lot of places where you throw the right of money at the somebody at the door then they gonna let you do it or because oh that's my boy rise i'm gonna let him do it every man in there had a tie bow tie or turtleneck on in the discussion just that just that was it so and the ladies were dressed dressed really nicely and the food Oh, them wings, baby. Them wings, them dude. Wings. I'm yes, not even lying. Tank. Yes. <laughs> Shout out. I've had a lot of good food. Those, I would say those are the best smoked wings I've ever had. Yeah. I, 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 I feel like, because I'm sitting up, I took a bite out of it. You know how you take a bite out of something, you you look at it. <laughs> then I did that. That's, that's kind of, like, I'm trying to figure out, is the rub, is it the sauce, is it the smoke flavor? It was all of it. So I was thoroughly impressed. And all the people I saw, it was great seeing you guys, Sharika, Ambrosia, Kristen. We saw so many people, so many of our listeners, April, you know, thank you guys for coming up to speak to us as we requested. Shout out to Bruce and Alexis that joined us. Allison with her big head showed up at the last minute. So (laughs) I had a blast, man. I know complaints. So it took me out. I didn't even make it to the end. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it, I did. It was, it was shout, fine. Shout out to the brother that uh, had on the Pimp C white mic from uh, the International Players oh, Anthem yeah. video. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> talking buddy. about my red bottles. That's what stole the show. But yeah. you know what's so crazy, bro? <laughs> he was standing up at the back by the bar. He didn't have a table. Oh, no. oh, no. I just knew he had VIP VIP. He can't wear the white mic and no table, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, All right, fellas, uh, let's go ahead and do we have anything oh, else? Yeah, yeah, I got I got a bunch because you know we 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 didn't record last okay. week, and I just wanted to get this out to the listeners. Uh, LeBron is the all time scoring leader now, so True. shout out to LeBron James on that. Um, it, people are like, oh, that makes him the goat. I mean, no, but okay, uh, if you say so. But there's an argument there, right? That's one more notch in his belt to be able to have the argument. So shout out to LeBron for that. Um, Billboard brought out their top 50 rappers of all time list trash trash super trash um <laughs> but it, you know it, it was something to be said those, those lists are always subjective um and and i mean critics are critics but yeah that that list was pretty much trash uh louis v 
they named Pharrell as their new creative director, which is different than a lot of times you see even with Yay or whatever, where they're like just leaning into the person or the artist's name and trying to kind of, you know, oh yeah, they're collaborating. And, and so, you know, you have a creative director that's actually creating everything and that person's just kind of putting their tweak on it. Pharrell is actually going to be Louis V's creative director. So he's going to be the one that's saying what they, what they drop and everything like that. So I think I'm really, really interested to see what happens with um, the, their style and their, and their brand based on that. I mean, Pharrell's really eclectic, but he does have a high end taste. Um, so I, I, I think it'll work for him. So we'll just see about that. Oh, guess I'm on that first. No. And finally, I, you know, just to run down, right? Uh, we got you is back. Snowfall is back. Woo Wednesday, Wu Tang is back. Uh, Snowfall has it's a series finale. Bel Air is back. So it is a it is a good time to be somebody that likes to watch TV because uh, right now it is some bangers out there on television. So check any of those out, man. Um, all of them are great. You you know, Woo is like really close to my heart. I love that show. Uh, and it came out swinging with the first three episodes. They dropped the first three episodes uh, immediately, and all three episodes. The first, the third episode is all about ODB, so it is a trip in itself. It's like you on acid the whole time, but it is super awesome. So go check that episode out if nothing else. Uh, you you will not um, you will not regret it. So that's all I got, man. Oh, uh, you also want to go see Ant Man and the Wasp? Yeah, you, you yeah. kind of wanted to tell us how great one of the characters characters was Jonathan Majors man he is a beast man i mean what he did with that character it's you could see the manipulation that he he has he's playing in his mind how he's soft spoken but at the times he, he can be like super scary almost almost like we talk about abusers right like how abusers will be like oh i'm super sweet super sweet and then you, they like flip on you and that's what he did um so really really good movie i i i hear all the critics talk about oh the cgi i mean it's supposed to be in a foreign you know universe type thing and so it, it has that feel to it i'm not really i really don't care if the cgi wasn't all that great the kids really enjoyed it uh even modok is in it he's a, a quirky character um, <laughs> well, they they have it on. It's, again, it's on the internet. Everybody's talking about Modoc in it. Like, I've, yeah, I've avoided those things. Oh, I, yeah. you were doing good too. You were doing good. I'm like, I'm not gonna stop him. He's doing good. He kind of gave us a hint on Jonathan Majors. Oh, he's about to spoil Wu Tank. Nope. He just kind of said a trip. Okay, I'm gonna let it roll. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Modoc being in it, that's not that's not new. That's not news. I mean, everybody knows he's in it. But... Did you know what Modoc was in above? No. Okay. Do you know who Modoc is? I don't. Oh, okay. He's he's the um the character with the real big head and the little arms that sits in the chair. You still think like know. okay. Think of like Crane from um no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Kind of like that, <laughs> but yeah. Um but he's 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 a he's a gag character anyway, and they used him like that. And so I I thought it was a really good use of it. Um and it, it's it was a fun ride, man. The kids enjoyed it. I, I, I think a lot of times what's happening is these folks in their 40s, 50s that love comics are looking at these uh, comic book movies like, oh, well, it's not sophisticated enough. Rah, 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 rah. I'm like, it's not for you. It's for truly it's it's for everybody. But that's why they're PG-13. Like they they want 
the kids to go out because those are the kids that are going to go out buy the merch and all of that stuff and get the toys and all of that like they they got to put a little bit in there for them too and so i think it's a really good movie man i enjoyed it it, it sets up phase five brilliantly like it's it's going to be a really good ride for phase five based on just jonathan majors and creed three is dropping this weekend so go out check that <laughs> out support uh jonathan majors in that michael b jordan uh it looks awesome as well so you know it's it's just a good time to to be kind of a movie buff so that's all i got man for real i'm, I'm done now all right uh let's go ahead and jump into it is uh sophia around uh she is hold on one second let me grab her. this episode is brought to you by visit williamsburg in williamsburg virginia there's never too much of a good thing whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello. Hello. How goes it? I haven't seen you in forever. It goes good. I feel like I I haven't seen you like in forever. Didn't I see you like last weekend? There you go. You're breaking up old stuff. <laughs> I miss you. I, I miss you too. Yeah. Air hug. Air hug. No air hug with daddy. Here. <laughs> you get a head hug. Yeah. Did you have fun with Sky? Yeah. 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 We played What's the Time, Mrs. Fox. It's a lot of fun. How do you play that? Oh. A person is like, there's like one person in the front, and there's like however many people he wants at the back, and they say, What's the time, Mrs. Fox? You have to yell out a number. And I think it's cheating whenever like you yell like 10, 10, like they're right up on you, and you have to like, you're supposed to tag them. They have to run away when you when you say dinner time. T- Sky and we TJ said lunchtime. We didn't, we didn't play that as kids. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know what you're talking like, about. I don't talking see about a diagram. I need instructions. Like speaking, <laughs> no, there is no diagram. <laughs> so it's like red light, green light, but with numbers. Is that what it is? So when the person okay. yells out a number, you can take that many steps? Yeah, that's how we steps you take. And then if they say, what's the time? And then they say dinner time, then they chase you. Oh, and you okay. have to run away. Oh, okay. And if you get tagged, then you are... The one that says seven, six, you're the fox. Ten. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. You're Why the don't fox. y'all just play freeze tag or something? I know, yeah. I know. Break the line. Y'all remember that? Where you had to like hold, uh, like you had the two lines, and everybody had to hold hands, and then you like yeah. run and try to Tomorrow, make them break. Red Rover. What? Is that Red Rover? Yeah. What? Y'all don't do that? No. Oh, oh. Anyway, you let's let's yeah. come on. Let's, let's. Okay. Oh yeah. Joke. I forgot. You think gas prices are expensive? Have you seen chimneys? They're through the roof. <laughs> if you can see her face, <laughs> the way they're through the roof. <laughs> I applaud that one. That was a good one. 
Yeah, yeah. I like that one. I like that one. <laughs> I, I forgot like to get a joke, so that was like the first thing he had in his phone. Yeah. <laughs> Put that on me. Would, yeah, yeah, it was good. It was your delivery. The joke I itself said, was was yeah, was, was subpar, but your delivery. It was your delivery through the roof. Through the roof. Like the the, the braid jumped and everything. I felt it. Yeah. Yeah. So great, great job. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank right. you. Bye. Bye. All right, we'll see you next week. It's always fun with Sophie because she's a she's a mainstay on Three Brothers No Sense, your favorite barbershop style podcast where where you hear the questions, we hear the questions. So with that being said, who's up first? Uh, I think it's me or Rosie. And so you, I, I don't even have a joke. Um, oh, joke. Ah, I don't even have a question. You don't have a joke. Joke. <laughs> 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 Uh, I, I wanted to hit you guys with this because uh, I think it was last year when I spoke about our governor election. One of the reasons that he won the race, in my opinion, was that he focused on the fact that many parents in Virginia wanted to have more of a say-so on the education of their kids in school. I'm not sure that's a good idea. We've seen how, you know, these Fox News watching parents have tried to erode something that doesn't even really exist with CRT. Like nobody's teaching CRT in third grade. Okay, it's a college level course. But nonetheless, it's turned into getting rid of a lot of black history in school. So my question is, should parents have a say in education and what's taught to our kids? Like not just focusing on the getting rid of black history, but just in general, Overall, I remember a lot of parents had a problem with uh, Common Core math when that first became a thing. So should parents, you know, dictate what our kids learn in school or should we leave that to the uh, our school boards, administrations and all those people that handle that stuff? You want to jump on or you want me to get this one? You can go first. All righty. The answers are sounding no. Um, because parents were stupid. And I say that with all love in my heart because we're creatures of habit. We want things to happen the way they happen for us. We want our kids to use flashcards. We want our kids to memorize things. We want them to use an abacus. We want all the things that we remember so dear and that made us great at math or great at reading and all this stuff. Um, we want that same thing and we don't progress. I think we need to have some say in maybe the, the skill building things, you know, they've taken out things like home ec and stuff like that, where kids need to learn social skills and how to navigate the real world. But the world is evolving. You know, I sit here and um, I'm very, very deep into Sky's education and even something like her spelling words. When we talk, when we go over her spelling words and the way they break down and how they present why they're, these are her 10 spelling words for the week and how they explain the thought process of this. And I'm like, I'm 42 years old and I didn't know that, mm-hmm. you know, um, Sky went to a, um, a Montessori school and the way they taught certain things 
the the application, the the, the applied thinking, that those are things we weren't taught. We do need to be involved in making sure the schools are meeting standards because I hate teaching to the test. That's something that's that's kind of destroying our education system where there so many schools are just making sure these kids can pass these standardized tests so they can keep their funding. That's from what I understand. If we have any educators out there, they can elaborate a little more. But we don't know what the hell we're talking about. The the problem is is not that parents should should have more of a say, is we should have more of a say of who we're letting lead the education system and take that more seriously because I've never really heard anybody have a really big debate on who's gonna be over the school board. Who's those are things that, you know, we have say in. And we're worried about the president and the governor and all those things. But if you care about your kids, how involved are we? And I, I'll be responsible. I'm not as probably as involved as I could be or I should be in those things, you know. Um, but pay attention to education. I'm not saying you be distant from it. You still understand what your kids are learning. And if you have a problem with it, you go talk to the teacher and try to maybe get understanding for yourself of why this don't is going this way. Because sometimes we'd like to be challenged when you're dealing with third grade math and you're struggling trying to understand why you know the answer but how they did it this way and you're more upset because you don't understand it than the fact that they're teaching your kid this way. Yeah, I it's hard. Like for you're married to an educator, right? I, and so I I know you see the time that Z has to put in her lesson plans and everything like that and the extra work that goes into it and the thought that she puts into what she's teaching them, how she's teaching them and everything like that. Um, me sitting on a school board, I see kind of what you talked about with teaching to the test and all of that. Like sometimes you got to do it right. Like I, you just got to meet the standards and, and that's what you got to do. Uh, not necessarily teach to the test, but at the same time, you got to make sure you're covering and the kids understand what's going to be on the test. Right. So there's a little bit of balancing that with that. I initially was like, no, parents shouldn't. But then I think about Texas trying to replace the word slavery with workers. Right. I, I think about um, Florida trying to say no to um, African-American studies or AP African-American studies. I think about the Daughters of the Confederacy and how they're the ones that replaced, you know, the Civil War being about slavery versus it being about states' rights, right? Like, they couldn't mention slavery in in the reason why we fought the Civil War. And you couldn't say that you couldn't call the Confederates traitors and you couldn't call them terrorists and everything. Like, that's why the, the South is still, to this day, very difficult for us to actually explain the civil war and everything like that because of them. Um, so if it wasn't for other parents really jumping in and saying, yo, y'all need to fix this, then it wouldn't have, we wouldn't have fixed it. Right. So I, I definitely think we need parents. To, oh, go ahead for go, go, go. Your pro the problem with your argument is the parents are the reason we had to fix it the first time. Because the daughters of the Confederates, that like these are the people who are complaining about the shit that made us change it. There was there was a curriculum already, right? Here is slavery. This is what it's about. You're hurting my feelings. Now my son feels guilty. Da 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 da. 
And now it's, you know what? I don't want my third grade son to feel guilty about slavery, so let's not teach it. The parents are the ones who are creating the problems, you know? Right, but if it wasn't parents (laughs) that said, what are y'all doing, right? Why are y'all teaching it that way? It wouldn't have never changed. So, and that's what I mean by like, I, I initially was like, no, but then I thought about like, we have to know or at least understand what's being taught so that we can hold those schools accountable when there is something that's so far out there, right? That it's going to disenfranchise or like you're, you're, what do, what do you mean? You're not going to say slavery in your books, Texas. Like some parent had to bring that up because the system was going to let that ride. But the system, it became a problem in the system because a parent complained about slavery. It's the parents that are in, involved. They're saying, I don't want you to talk about slavery. That creates the problem to say we can't talk about slavery. And then Buff, Rosie and Ferg have to come behind Karen and say, yes, they need to. Rather than this is a this is a verified, certified research curriculum. You know, it's it's. It's like it's pop. Education is politics. That's what's mm-hmm. sad about it. Yeah, it's, and I was gonna say, if it's not the parents that's changing it, it's them electing someone like DeSantis mm-hmm. who's gonna mm-hmm. change campaigns it. on change because they want that. So it's the fact that that's why I'm saying we have to get involved at the you know the right levels to make sure that the things are equitable because you're going to upset somebody. And sometimes history is upsetting. Raja, you brought up Wu, um, Wu-Tang, the American Saga. So I was listening to Sirius. I forgot which show it was. It might have been Sway in the morning. And uh, Rizzo was on there. And they were interviewing him. And they asked him about this kind of stuff. And he had mixed views. You know, he had mixed views. And so this is a this is a topic that people are talking about. Um and I don't th- a lot of times people are just opinionated we're, we're, we don't have enough facts the same way every other political theater this is political theater it's no different there's no study that shows changing it to slavery is going to improve racial from slavery to work workers or indentured servants or uh what else are they interns is going to improve race relations or make people feel it's just a bunch of pissed off parents who don't want to hear this and it's sad and so you're just like politics you're catering to people who don't have the facts and we need some people who are educated and have the facts to start making more decisions and then block out some of that dumb that the parents are saying but when I get you, you like, when you look at when you look at representation in those roles that can make those decisions, we don't have enough power and enough say, especially the minorities, right? And that's that's why I'm leaning towards yes because the minority parents have to have a say at this juncture because they don't have the power structure to be able to say no, you're not going to change that, right? So that's that's why I'm so adamant about they need to have a say. I don't I don't think they need final choice. I don't think that they need to be able to like just say this is curriculum you're going to use. But I just do think input. they need some, some input. input. Yeah, they gotta have they gotta have a way to go to the school board meeting and talk to the superintendent and be like, yo, that's BS. You're going to put slavery back in your curriculum. Yada yada yada. They need to be a, the parents need to be involved like that, and but they need Karen that input. Have- 
But if Karen never had the ability to have her input, then there wouldn't be a problem or the problems wouldn't be as great. It's it's, I, it's robbing people that. to pay Paul, right? It's, I get that, but but we I, can't go back and change the past. I'm talking, we're talking about- We just, and did. I assume, they just I assume, did. I assume Buff is saying <laughs> as of now, like going forward, should they be involved, right? I, I, yeah. If, if we could, if we could have gone all we, the way they back, they gotta be. But I, but I, I don't think if we could have gone all the way back, the the issue still would have been because the, a lot of people that were making the, the 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 selection on those curriculum were still really racist. So it's not like they were going to really kind of you know play up black excellence in their books mm. in the 1800s, right? Even post slavery. It, it, it just wasn't going to happen. And so there was still going to have to be some input from somebody to do that. Just so happens the Daughters of the Confederacy jumped on and they did it really quickly. But if we could have had a good, talented 10th block that did that exact same thing, would things have gone differently? We're just slow to the the, the draw with it. So I, I guess... I'm, I'm somewhere uh, in between both of you guys' opinions because I know Ferg said a resounding no. I probably wouldn't say resounding, but it's definitely no. It's kind of like a, a stay in your lane type thing because, you know, a lot of these parents, like I've heard them say they don't have time to be, you know, checking their kids' homework or helping them with this and that, but you got enough time to say how the entire curriculum goes. I say stay in your lane because from what I've seen, a lot of times when these parents complain about what their kids are learning in school, I'm, you know, I'm the son of a, uh, a educator. I'm the husband of, she wasn't, I guess, technically an educator, but she was a director at uh, child care centers for a while. And from what I have heard and known, most of the time, parents care about their kid and what affects them. The school you expect to care about the masses of kids. So when this parent comes with this agenda on what should and shouldn't be taught, it's more or less because their child got their feelings hurt because of what white people did in the past to black people and now they feel bad. Well, your, your child needs to toughen up. But we're not going to change this whole curriculum because your child cried about, you know, white people being mean to black people. Now, nah, that's not how that should work. And that's what parents, for the most part, they do. They're not looking out for all kids. They're looking out because their kids' feelings got hurt. So stay in your lane. I think the compromise could be, like Rosie said, have some input. I don't know. Maybe come up with a group where you, where a bunch of parents elect one person to represent them, and you know, uh, in in these school districts on on what should and shouldn't be learned. It's called school board elections. That is but literally called school board elections. But do they do they do that? They have yeah, influence like on mo- curriculum. Most of them, but and it's going to be biased thing. too. Uh, yeah, well, every election's yeah, biased, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. the problem. So uh, you know, it, it's, it's self. It, it's it sucks that education at this point is about self interest. Yeah, it's sad that now education has become more politicized than I remember. Black history is considered woke now, right? It's, it like, yeah, like, you know, and now now woke is a bad thing. I mean, now yeah. they're talking about being woke or anti-woke on campaign trails, right? It's they're talking about... It's racial epithet. It's, yes, it's, racial it's epithet. you know, um, and so I don't I don't know what the solution is. You're, you're right. Like, there has to be change for the better. Um, but at the same time, it's you know, you go to these schools where 
now as a black person, I feel like, no, I know slavery happened, but now they talk about slavery the way they talk about it now in Texas, supposedly. And now as a black person, I feel out of shape. And now you use that same argument. Well, Tavares, Sky and TJ need to toughen up. They need to get their, you know, thicken their skin. It's sad. I've I've been that black person. I remember in third and fourth grade when they introduced slavery to me um, in a school setting. I already knew about it. I remember being the only black kid in the class and feeling like, oh, this is embarrassing. Like, this is not like not even embarrassing. I don't know how I felt. I felt like all eyes are on me. I get it. it. That was real because it was it sucked. It sucked to be that young and having to deal with. And that's kind of one of the things that uh, RZA hit on. Like, I don't want my son to be young. And he showed him what's the Nat Turner movie? Oh, uh, Birth of a Nation. Yes. He said he watched The Birth of a Nation with his son and his son ended up crying. Like, cause he's just like, why would they do that? So it's like, was he, was that too early, too soon? Do they need to be seeing these type things? Do they need to be demoralized and, you know, potentially the backlash and now you feel less than because, you know, you knew what slave, black people came from slavery, yada, yada, yada. And then understand there's still the sense of racism in the country today that makes you potentially feel inferior are you already setting your kids up for failure that's a different way to look at it but it's still like history's history you know? so are, are you good with parents just having input but not completely influencing yeah i mean they they need to i will always advocate for my kids yeah no even if you tell me even if you don't want to hear my damn opinion <laughs> i'm gonna tell you how i feel about my kids and I understand every parent doing that, but at a certain pe- certain point, people have to get out of their feelings about trying to cover up the past and realize that to move forward, we have to acknowledge this stuff. We have to continue to move forward. You know, um, I don't know. Everything's politicized now, man. Everything. Everything is. We can't get away from it now. That's that's the reason education. I mean, it's it's too political now. Yeah, you know, and maybe because we were too young, or we, our kids were too young, we weren't involved as much. But maybe it's always been this political. Probably. You know, because it's the same like the you know the parents and um, not wanting their kids to go to school with black kids. You know, boycotting mm-hmm. and standing from the school and throwing. You yeah. know, it's. Yeah. It's always been political. I guess it's just we were First blind time. to think, you know, everybody knows about slavery. They're never going to stop. Oh, it's not slavery anymore. We, we we don't use that word. Like it's slavery is like the N word now in school. I will say this. If you care about this type of stuff, especially like in my state, Rosie mentioned Texas, Florida. If you care about this stuff and you see one candidate campaign in a certain way on what they will and won't do about education. That's your. That's definitely one of your chances to uh, fight and and have your voice heard. So pay attention, yeah. man, because the DeSantis was not quiet about that. He definitely campaigned on that. Mm-hmm. He's hard, got, man. I'm, I'm, I'm. He yeah, scares he me. He scares he's me, a man. more competent. He's a more competent forty-five. Yep. I'm yep. working on not saying that dude name no more. He's a more competent forty-five. <laughs>
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rizy, what you got for us? Oh, so we talked a little bit about domestic violence and Chris Brown and everything else. And and I was reading a post from um, just one of my friends or whatever. And um, after the Super Bowl, the do you guys remember the Tubi commercial where it they they yes. made it seem like somebody had changed yeah. the channel or whatever? Everybody looked at their remote, right? Right. <laughs> like, and, and um, so the, the it's a long post, but basically the gist of it is, old girl broke up with her boyfriend after that because after when it happened and it came on, dude blew up and like you know started accusing her and and just really kind of going in on her like you know you changed it what the f yada 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 and she broke up with him uh and then he came back the next day and he was like you know i apologize it's not that big of a deal and her own parents were like it's not a big deal you know he was heated because of the the everything and um because of the, the super bowl and all of that and um so they kind of tried to talk her into staying with the dude and so the, the, the post mm. did a lot of conversations about it and everything. And I want to kind of get you guys opinions on that and what you would have told your daughter had that happened, right? Like dude blows up, but didn't hit her or anything like that. But, you know, just kind of went off uh, on her at that moment. Like, would you kind of encourage her to stay with the dude or not? They've been together for a year. They were living together. Like, it was a serious relationship. But she, like, packed up and left right after that. So this reminds me. I, um, while I was in Mobile, actually, I, I fell into this. Uh, I always fall into these YouTube wormholes. And I somehow fell into the DC Sniper wormhole. And so I'm listening to this 10-part podcast from people on DC on how everything was going. And then they had one episode that was dedicated to his ex-wife. Because remember, I don't know if you guys remember, but he did all that to disguise it. So once he killed her, she would just seem like another random victim because she had took the kids. And she was just going through the history of their entire relationship. And at one part, she said almost exactly what you just said, except um, it's called, I'll I'll have it for you in a second. Um, She pretty much was, talking about this instance where once she got the kids from him Muhammad told her you are now an enemy of mine and I'm going to kill you she went and told her brother what he said and her brother said oh man he just messed with you he ain't gonna kill you John just playing around and she she said how much that let her down and how she said she would never come to him again because she's telling you what this man just said to her and you're brushing it off. And that right there, what you just said about the, the woman going to her father, I think you said. Her parents, both of them. Her, yeah. yeah, her parents. And they're like, eh. Listen, I don't know if I'm going to have the perfect answer or response if my daughter comes to me in that situation. But my hope is, is that I will listen. And if that worries my daughter enough to where she's coming to tell me, 
then my first advice is not going to be just stick with her. You know, I'm going to listen to her. And if she thinks time away from him or leaving him altogether is what's best, cool. She comes first. I ain't worried about that nigga feelings. <laughs> so to answer your question, I'm going to listen to her and whatever she thinks is best because she's in the relationship. Like, it doesn't matter how long she's been with him and how their relationship looks to us. Like, relationships relationships can have a public persona to where whenever you see them, whenever you guys hang out, they look like they're the happiest couple in the world, but you don't know what goes on in that house and in that bedroom in their private moments. So with that said, especially my daughter coming to me, I'm going to listen to her. Give me one second. I got to watch this video. Yeah, that, that that commercial. I was like, I, I did. I looked at Tab. Then I looked to see if I was sitting on the remote. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I, I want to say, I think as parents, one of the things, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm assume that the two of you have always told your kids they can come to you about anything no matter what it is come to me absolutely and so if either of my kids because i'm gonna take the opposite approach what if it's your son because we we'll, we protect our daughters right mm-hmm. but your son and he's like i left because of this i'm gonna all not always take their side i'm gonna always take their consideration and best worst case scenario if he's wrong or she's wrong and they lost a good guy or a good girl so be it but if they're right and they fear for their life and I didn't do anything to help or guide or I just kind of swept under the rug I have failed them as a father it's just that simple and not only do we just tell them to leave them or do whatever you feel is comfortable what do you need from me do we need to sit down and talk to Ken or whatever his name is or John or whatever and say, hey, what's going on? My daughter came to me and she's fearful for her life. Here are your options. You know, like, and I'm not talking about threatening, like I'm big and bad. It's like, do we need to get the police involved? Do we need a restraining order? Do, is there therapy that needs to happen? Like, because we we all know we talked about domestic violence earlier that leaving is not always the end right leaving can be the beginning of the end so now if my daughter or son feels the need to come to me because they feel that their life is in danger or they're in a bad situation that's when me as a parent come in comes in you've done your job you came to me and you left or made your decision you came to me because you need help and guidance. And now I have to step up as a parent and do that. You know, a lot of times we want to step away and it's easy to say, you know, I'm, my daughter's seven, about to turn eight. My, my son's three. But I hope to keep that mentality, even when it's the unpopular opinion. And they, they could be very, they could be wrong. Mm-hmm. My daughter, my son could be absolutely wrong that, you know, Byron was just playing. He was upset. He's a diehard Eagles fan. And I just he just, you know, it is what it is. But at the same time, you know, 
worst case scenario, I never, I never want to be that person and have to look back and say, if I could have only done more. Rosie, do you know any specifics? Like, I know he didn't hit her, but did he give any like threatening language or was it just a cussing out? Do you know what Yeah, it was just a cussing out from my understanding. <laughs> a good cussing out. A good cussing out. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and that's, that's why I wanted to kind of talk about it because I'm, I'm, I'm really on the fence about it, right? That, is it one of those things that their daughter, it, it, it's the unknowns, right? Is their daughter a drama queen? Is mm. she kind of always on the, oh my God, or, or you know, I see, you know, he's a good dude and he's been taking care of her. They've been doing well. Did he well. really cuss her out? Did he, you know, <laughs> or, or he just say, maybe he cussed her out, but you know, it wasn't like, just, a, <laughs> maybe he just said, did you change the channel? <laughs> right. And, and she she's like, oh down. my God. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's it, like first said, is it just, hey, y'all can talk through it. It's some counseling type thing. There's not, not a history of that, right? He doesn't blow up like that all the time. And, and, and it wasn't a, from my understanding, it wasn't a, she feared for her life as much as it's, hey, that's a red flag for me. If he'll get that worked up and curse me out or curse at me over a football game, do I want to stay when it is something big, right? Like, if he'll cuss me out over this, what'll happen if it's something that he really gets pissed out about, off about, right? Yeah. I gonna make a mistake and spend a, a, some extra money, overdraw the account, or you know make a bad financial decision, or I make a bad call with the kids. What's gonna happen then? And and you know she may have spiraled into that, and I can see kind of a little bit of that. Like, cause I'll tell, I mean Haley will cut a dude off for the smallest things, right? And, you know, I, I I talk about it all the time. What kind of with me? It's like you know, for her, you be like, what happened to da da da? Now, like, man, like that's how Haley is. It's like you you never know why she's cutting it off, and so maybe it was a little bit of that from the parents of like, are, should you really be cutting him off over this and everything? So I can see them playing devil's advocate or just kind of making sure that she's not being over the top uh, and maybe that's what happened is they, they tried to do that and she became over the top again and put it on social media and kind of explained like my parents don't support me leaving right when they were just kind of trying to talk through it with her uh, but I think with I, Haley what I would do is have that conversation like you said Fergus you know do you really fear for your life Do why, why are you leaving is it because you feel like he'll kind of escalate has this happened before that like let's have the conversation and then ultimately it's your decision if you want to leave then you leave and i got you whatever it is two things as long as that conversation is and it's very hard to be unbiased it's not like i'm trying not trying to get her to stay i'm trying to make her realize she's overreacting Mm -hmm. right you know because that could be the thing because she's a drama queen because she does this because he does that and he's a good dude because I always look at it as this is the same interview you'll have on the news Mm. when it's well he's always been a good dude and he never showed signs of this and they've been together all this time and I know she can be you know kind of like that's how these conversations sound on the interviews on the news Mm -hmm. right we he was a good dude she was a good we would have never expected it turn on any episode of snapped or whatever those shows are dude's always a good dude her red flag is her red flag yep maybe she'll miss out maybe she's messed out on a good thing she's learned a lesson from it maybe that lesson is maybe i need to kind of calm down and not be so over dramatic but also it's the fact that like you said if he'll talk to you like that over a game you know 
he probably still has some things, anger issues or something that he needs to work through that maybe being with your daughter is not the best time for him to work through these damn anger issues. And <laughs> right. I'm not saying, cause I'm not, I'm not perfect. I've done my, I'm, you know, I've had my, I've had a good, I've done some good cussing outs in my day, you know, and whatever it was, that person either saw more of me and decided to stay or didn't see enough of me. It's like, you know, I'm over this and haul that that's up to them because we don't know. Yeah, it's the unknowns that really, like, I was very strident in my answer, but I do need, like, it would be good to know, like, has he ever gone off on her like this before? Like, to what extent was it, like, did she exaggerate? Like, like I said, did he just say, hey, man, did you just turn the down channel? Or was it, like, laced with MFs and you stupid MFs and I should beat you? You know what I mean? Like, that kind of stuff. Like, and I also have to um, not p- apply my character to everyone else because I don't think maybe she could correct me. I don't think I've ever had like a rage field cussing out at my wife. I just think that that is almost like a stepping stone to me to further like we we've had our disagreements <laughs> and she'll give my ass a silent treatment and I won't talk to her. But as far as like you like like a, just a five minute rant, I, I just that's hard for me to imagine that that's not a red flag for something, especially over that, mm-hmm. especially over that. So uh, I really would like to know more on that story, though. <laughs> I really don't care the details. My thing is, I hope I raise my kids to make good decisions. And if they don't yeah. make good decisions, I'd rather them be alive to make bad decisions later on. I right. continue to make bad decisions. Yeah. Right. So like it's, it's always worst case scenario. You lose out on a good person, you just do bad. Yeah, you know, you, yeah. you should have stayed. You should have stayed with John. Take that Super Bowl cussing. <laughs> <laughs> that you won't got. <laughs> you'll cancel Tubi from now on. Whatever happens. So, um, good commercial, by the way. Yeah. That was a good one, man. I we probably were watching it and didn't realize it was a, a commercial. <laughs> uh, we were still shocked by the end of the end of the game. So. All right, my question. We've been very serious today, so I'm going to keep it serious. Um, We talked about the sneaker ball, uh, the success of it, but we really didn't mention Mardi Gras in the whole weekend. Did you guys enjoy the weekend? Mm-hmm. I did, you man. Know. I did. Buff, I'm sorry, man. I thought we had you Sunday. That's why, you know, I I, I kind of tapped out on Saturday night. So <laughs> I'm going to let y'all have it. <laughs> Bro, I, I couldn't do same, it, man. Same. I literally. Cause I sent that text and I know where I was going out there early. I'm thinking, okay, they about, you know, we can wake up about 10, you know, I got my clothes laid out, you know, nothing in mobile is more than 20 minutes. We'll be there by 10 30, 10 45 at the latest. Man, I, when I text y'all, I woke up, it's like, Oh, that the quick nap <laughs> did not work out. Um, but the reason I asked because the overall trip was right on time for me. It was it was much needed. And so I'm going to use this um, this chance to kind of one of the things I always want to do with the show is be truthful um, and be vulnerable. Right. So the last couple of weeks, months, you know, it's been rough. You think I, 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 I was um, dealing with the death of my dad and my grandmother was weighing heavier on me than I realized. And me being who I am, I've tried to think my way through it. 
you know, I think I've even talked to Razi and even maybe about like, you know, I realized that I was, you know, slightly depressed, you know, just, you know, I'm intelligent enough to recognize some of the signs, but didn't realize how deep I was in the grievance and stuff like that. So by the time I got on the road Friday morning, my I felt like my life was spiraling out of control. Right. I was just like I was almost to the point where if we didn't have that sneaker ball and I didn't promise to be there, I wouldn't have been there that weekend. It took a lot. I was supposed to leave Thursday night and I couldn't get on the road until first thing in the morning Friday. I was just drained mentally, physically, emotionally. And I say that because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to get back to being me, whatever the hell that means. And maybe being me will never be this. You know, I'll never go back to being that person because certain certain things are missing. There's a void, right? And you guys, I, I can't think of anybody better to talk to this about, you know, and, you know, maybe hopefully you guys don't go. I take you down a rabbit hole and it's too deep, but that void. How do you deal with that void? Have you dealt with that void? You know, uh, or those voids, you know, both of you guys have lost a lot in the last three to five years. I mean, it's been crazy. You know, six years ago, we were we were all sitting pretty. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Now we're like, I don't know what the f- going on, you know. Um, and I've lost a lot, but this last loss has left a bigger void than ever. And I don't know if it's like all those voids started adding it up. And then this one just kind of there was there was no making a feeling that hole naturally. So it's a very simplistic answer for me. Uh, I think first off, I think going to Mobile uh, from now on will always be bittersweet for me because I did enjoy my trip down there. But you know, I go down there now and I was telling somebody like, I don't have any parents to visit. You know, that's first and foremost. Uh, and then just uh, not being specific, but, you know, certain family members have been having um, health issues that are near and dear to me on top of, you know, other family members that are aging. And um, let's just say dealing with um, memory issues. And like, you know, one of them in particular was a huge part of my childhood. Like, you know, just a huge part of my childhood. Uh, so just just dealing with not only, like you mentioned, for the loss that we've had and just trying to deal with that, but bracing yourself for possible near, soon to be loss as well. And like, even that trip in particular, you know, I was telling Tabitha, like, there's a possibility that was my last time seeing them. You know, a lot. Hopefully not, but this there's it's a possibility. So, how do you feel that void? First and foremost, you it's a good question because you can't, I guess, replace that void. Like once your mother is gone, once mm-hmm. your father's gone, they're gone. But how you feel it is, you really celebrate and live through those that um, are still here and just enjoy them as well. I think. I don't know if you remember this, Ferg. As soon as we got to the sneaker ball, we both were at the bar, and I just said, man, I'm just so happy to see y'all. You know what I mean? Like, it meant, it just meant everything because the sneaker ball reminded me of all class. And that gets me choked up because that trip in particular was perfect. 
You know what I mean? Like, um, all of us came together. We did that live episode. And it just seems like after that trip, the wave I've experienced it is like, it's almost like, um, I talked about the DC sniper earlier. It's like somebody just had our our lives and what and what meant the most of us just lined up, you know, um, just Razio takes someone that he loves away, Byron takes someone that loves away from him, Ferd, you know, just just the the next two years was just. I think I told I told Razio the sneaker bar. I was like, you know, twenty twenty whooped. The I said then it let his little brother twenty twenty one kick us while we were down. And then 2022 kind of like finally helped us up. Like, come on, man, go get up. Like, it, was, it wasn't perfect, but they at least helped us up and dust our clothes off a little bit. So um, we've talked about Wendell, and I don't want to call it a near-death experience, but it was a very serious surgery that he had, so much so that I, I, I cried when I learned about it. And so just to see him for the first time since that surgery, I, I don't know. I must have told him... We told each other I love you like maybe three or four times in one visit. You know what I mean? So, uh, and just seeing how other homeboy Sherman, how much it meant to him that he wasn't there, like he's missing us. You know what I'm saying? So, to fill that void, man, we just gotta, you know, love on, appreciate, and enjoy those that are still here because we already know how it feels when others that we love and enjoy are no longer here. And that's just my simplistic uh, answer to that. Great answer, yeah. bro. Yeah, that was spot on, man. Like you haven't told Razi you love him lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I love him. He did, he did, he did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We usually do it on the show, so. <laughs> so no, man. I I do. I, I love you, brothers, man. It it's one of those things that, like Buff said, it that is one of the things that keeps you going. Uh, when you talk about filling that void, that's what you can fill it. You you got you can't replace the 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 hole. It's always going to be there, and that that I think like when you said, "Am I going to ever go back to what I was?" You won't. Um, there's always going to be those moments of just sadness and everything. Got perfect example this weekend. It was uh, glow with your guy and glam with your girl. So the mother daughter dance, or uh, the mother son dance, and the daddy uh, daddy daughter dance uh, at the kids' school. And Haley, shout out to her. I was going to say it into my closing, but I'll go ahead and do it now. I think it's a perfect time. Shout out to her kind of stepping in and taking Ollie and, and doing all of that. Um, but, you know, it's it's still not the same, right? And and Ollie, even going up to this, he's been in his, oh, I miss mommy kick. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys remember, he was really big into that, right, like right after she passed. And, and, and so coming into it this week and probably for the next couple of weeks, it's going to be kind of the same with the I miss mommy stuff. And I'll, I'll kind of get to what I tell him when I, when I talk to you about kind of how you get through it. Um, but those things just, they're always going to be those triggers there and you're and, and it's going to bring that memory up, but like. Friday night, not gonna lie. Like at the end of the night, I just, I, I cried in the bed. Like, you know, cause it's, I know that all of that is never gonna be the same, right? For him, it's never gonna be the same. He's always gonna miss out on the the, the mommy son, you know, hopscotch thing at Mayday or whatever with the kids, the the daddy, daughter, mommy, daughter, um, or mother, son dances. The He's not gonna be able to dance with his mom at his wedding. You know what I mean? Like those are the thoughts that just run through your head when you're thinking about it. I was uh, at the glow with your girl 
um, or glam with your girl. So uh, dance Saturday night with uh, Sophie. And that's really what made me think about Ollie not being able to dance with his mom is they uh, threw on the song uh, I Loved You First. I don't know if you ever heard a country song or whatever, but uh, dude was like, you know, hey, girls, go find your dads or whatever. You're probably going to be dancing to this song or something like it at your wedding 20 years from now, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, we were just dancing with the girls and then I thought about it. It's like, damn, Ollie's not going to have that experience, right? He's not going to be able to do that with his mom. And so, you know, it was one of those things that I got choked up right there at the dance. So it's, bruh, it's always going to be those moments. It's always going to be those times. But to get through that, I just looked at Sophie and I gave her a kiss on the forehead. And like Byron said, you just, you feel it with the people that are here right you gotta you gotta really lean into that and enjoy them and enjoy the time and everything because you know when ollie starts with the i miss mommy my usual response is i know man we all we all miss her or whatever but we can have fun together right she's proud of you like that's the other part about it is just knowing that you continuing on life and you getting through it is really what they want to see right like you're making them proud by enjoying life and enjoying what you know they they sacrificed to give you right they wanted that for you uh and so that's really how you kind of honor their memory and keep pushing forward is to try to enjoy what you do have uh instead of dwelling on what you don't have and that's what i tell him that's what i try to do day in day out is really just try to enjoy what i can and it's hard i mean i'm not saying it's not work i'm not saying that it always works i'm not saying that you know you're not going to get in those funks and just be like man you know, I just really, really miss them and I want to have them back. Um, but, you know, reach out, go hug on the kids. That's a lot of times what I do is just go hug on the kids. And so they laugh at, you know, I'll walk by their door and I'll just be like, hey, Ollie, I love you. And he'd be like, I love you too. And then just keep walking down the hallway. Like, you know, it's one of those things that I just, I gotta, I gotta get that out and just be like, I, I, I love them. You know, I talked about that list of, of why you want to live. Right. And, and have that in there. That's kind of what it is. It's that same thing. It's like, I, I got so many people that I do enjoy spending time with. I got so many people that I do love uh, and that love me and, and lean into that. Uh, and that is one of the beautiful things about us in general is that we have that. We have that huge, huge circle. Because I, I sometimes I'm surprised at how many people don't have a top five, right? They don't have five friends or family that they can call and be like, yeah, that's my go-tos and I love them to death or a 10, 10 people. Like it, it's, they struggle with that. There, it wasn't, it was nothing for me to write that list of 10 people. Right. Cause I, I knew them off the top of my head. And, and, and for us, we have that large circle. So lean into it, you know, Ferg with you and the bros, when you got that, you got SWAT, you got your family, your family's big in, in general. So you got plenty of people that's there that loves you, that wants to see you succeed. That's going to be there when you're feeling down. Right. And, and so just kind of lean into that, man. But no, it's not going to be the same. It's never going to be the same. Uh, and I think that is finding that new norm and understanding that it's just going to take time to to where those those moments don't hit you as hard. And taking the time. I, I know me and you talked about that, like taking the vacation time, taking the time off. And I know you talked about like the honeymoon or whatever, but it, it's a little different because you had just come off of spending all that money, being all that, that stress of the wedding and everything like that. Uh, you probably were still thinking about, man, I'm at this this honeymoon, but man, we spend a lot of money on this honeymoon. Like it, it's it, sometimes it might be just a staycation of 
ship the kids off. You and Z don't even leave the house and just hang out at the house, chill out, but don't do anything, right? Like don't don't feel like you have to get anything done. You have to be productive and anything. Just chill and be, right? And if you have to leave the city to do that, then do that. But it doesn't have to be this big extravagant, you know, spending thousands of dollars to do it. But take that time for yourself to just decompress and not be productive. I know um, I was talking to Lenny this morning and he um, he was talking a little bit about or relaxing is being productive because and you got to like rewire your mind to remember that is I'm recharging. I'm getting ready so I can be productive. I'm getting my, my body back straight, my mind back straight so that I can be uber productive. Because if you always try to be productive and try to produce something, you're going to burn yourself out. And so be, like the rest and relaxation, relaxation is just as much productive as actually creating something. So just kind of remember that too. Man, that's, that's, that's bars. <laughs> um, both of you guys had great an- I'm not even just say great answers those were helpful extremely helpful I mean sometimes it's just that simple right just loving the people loving on the people acknowledging the memories and stuff like that and this is n- new to me even though the, the, the losses aren't new to me I think for me I think the first thing was acknowledging the void not just the loss but the void right uh, I'll put it this way. So Friday, I drove down to Mobile. We got into Mobile about 11, 11.30. Dropped my family off at my mom's house. And on the way there, I made a conscious decision to go to the cemetery. And what's crazy about that is because I was like, you know, we've watched those movies and actually watched uh, The Amazing Spider-Man last night. And people have those moments where they go to the cemetery and they, they, you know, they go to the graveside and they have this this great awakening and this they speak, you know, their their life is revitalized. And I'm like, oh, that's so cliche. That's so nothing, you know. Just I'm too. That's just in my mind doesn't work for me. And um, as much as I like to debate and argue, and y'all never really hear me say I'm wrong. Boy, was I wrong. When I say that was one of the most therapeutic moments in my life, because a couple of things you you guys said, first thing I did is within the first five minutes after everything came flowing out, I realized I missed my dad. I've never said I never said that out loud, like just I missed my dad. It wasn't the it wasn't the depression. It wasn't the grief. It wasn't the loss. It was just a simple fact that I missed my dad and the fact that Ollie says that all the time you know everybody said like I've never said that I just knew my dad was gone and I wish I could talk to him and stuff like that but it's just like just a simple thing of just man I miss my damn dad and Mm -hmm. um, acknowledging what he meant to me and taking the time to do that because we got in you know I was supposed to get in the road I was supposed to get on the road Thursday night and all this stuff in my mind I'm behind schedule but I I had to stop and take the time um, to do that and so that was something you know and just talking and just going through it and acknowledging those emotions and even talk to my therapist later is just like you can't think through it it's not something you can solve and you said it you things will never be the same Mm mm-hmm you know, you 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 can't, Byron. You said you you can never get them back. You you know, it's it it, it is what it is, and I knew that it is what like my you know I can't get my dad back. But it's like 
love on the people here, enjoy the memories, talk about the people. But when I say that was so therapeutic and I'm still going through, but I'm, I'm, I'm dude, I'm 20 times better today than I was Friday morning when I pulled into Mobile. If you would have seen the Ferg that pulled into Mobile at the sneaker ball, y'all been like, dude, are you okay? Because I was just, I was just floating. I was just there. I call it zombieing, zombieing through day, yeah. the day. Yeah. That's, it, I mean, it, it, I, I mean, I've had plenty of days like that, bro. I mean, to the point it was, I was telling, it was fake to my job. Like, I, I, I bet it's been, it's been rough. And I think you have to acknowledge those things. It's hard to notice things when you're in the moment. Because we talked about, you know, I think I'm lightweight depressed. But when I start going through, because in your mind or in my mind, when I think of certain things, I think of it being so textbook and like blatant. You know, uh, you're not motivated. You're not eating. You're not working out. You're not doing. And I'm like, I'm eating. But then it's like, man, you're you're. And in my mind, not, something simple as not eating is like you make a conscious decision. Well, I'm just not going to eat. I don't know why people don't eat, you know, but I just wasn't motivated. And I didn't have time and I didn't make time for it. And I just look up and like I'm eating one meal a day. You know, I just I just don't feel like eating. You know, I don't just I just want to just want to get to the end of the day, you know. Um, just dropping the ball, not having energy to do things, you know, and. I feel a lot better and acknowledging those things, getting help, getting the help you need, letting people in. Byron, you said love on the people. Got to let people in mm-hmm. because even though I can't create more memories with those people, especially my dad, he was probably the main trigger. It's there's so many other people around me that love me and that I love that I can start creating memories as well. And I almost and what I what I did realize was to be affected so deeply by somebody is a great thing because that means they impacted your life and to honor them by through that just to know that missing that person because of the impact they had and and apparently still have on your life is great and so it made me want to Think about my mortality, you know, like, hey, there's not going to there's going to be a day you're not here. And hopefully I, I'll live all my kids. I mean, I don't live all my, my kids. I'll live me. God, <laughs> my kids, yeah, I'll live you know. me and all that stuff. And that same impact, I want them to. And it made me think why I loved him so much. You know, it made me go through and start honoring and thinking about, you know, as flawed as he was, the greatness, because there had to be something because, you know, I'm super picky anyway for this person to mean that much to me and to affect me that greatly so I guess the question was how do you feel the void and I guess the answer is simple you can't right you can't yeah. feel the void you have to learn how to live with it and work around it acknowledge it and you know yeah so. and you know that that cliche time heals all wounds um what happens is that void gets smaller and smaller as you feel so you you can do it it just takes a long time to fill that void and what happens is you get more and more love from other people right Uh, and and it it shrinks it just a little bit that the void isn't so blatant it's not there all the time it's not so nagging right it's it's like 
dealing with a chronic pain. You know, people have chronic back pain or chronic knee pain or whatever. And they just like, I just live with it. And that's kind of how it is. When you, when you first start feeling it, it's there all the time. You're like, God, my back hurts so bad. But mm-hmm. when you've been dealing with it for 15 years, 20 years, it's like, yeah, my back hurts. Like, you know, and you just keep going. It's like, you know, that's that's how it is. And that that's really how it, it is. I mean, it sounds very cliche, but as those that, those years pass, um, it it gets a little bit easier. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm going on three years. Actually, next week, um, I'll, I'll be three years for us uh and and from jen and so you know that's the other part about it is i'm able to move on um but it doesn't go away it's it's not gonna go away i I still miss her every day day in day out you know you miss her Uh, and but at the same time you can love you can you can enjoy time you can enjoy what's going on in your life um and and those moments become just that moments of just i really really miss her right like you all you're always gonna miss her there's not a time you're not gonna miss them uh, in general but there's gonna be those those waves of just really really missing them uh but they just they come fewer and fewer until you get to days like next week you know the third's gonna come and it's it's gonna be a hard day we already know it right um i i don't make a big deal of it with the kids uh because i don't think they associate the day and i'm glad about that they don't associate that date with the day she passed um but you know i i I do and i know and so that day's always kind of hard for uh, me but i i'm not gonna lie i stay busy that day so that i don't dwell in it right like you feel it it's like people like why don't you take the day off because then i'm just gonna sit at the house and dwell in it like no i'm gonna go to work and i'm gonna probably pack my calendar out so that i don't you know so that i don't think about it and and everything so that's just kind of you know a way to it is a a, a sense of avoidance but at the same time that's what you got to do to cope with it and and get through it then that's what you do so do whatever works for you to get through that day and I think that's the uh, understanding triggers too, because I think we're coming over that that one year anniversary of just like things spiraling. Twenty twenty two, the third, as well as my grandmother passed. Mm-hmm, that Monday, right. following Monday, my dad had a, a heart attack. A week later, you know, he passed. So in eleven days, I lost my grandmother, and my dad. Mm-hmm. You know, two of the most consistent things I've had in my life. So let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up, fellas. Unless anybody had anything else to say, Byron. Nah, we can wrap it up. Uh, I do want to say, uh, in in first question, if um, if you have like voicemail messages and things like that of uh, people that pass away, everyone's different. But for me, keep them mm-hmm. because I wound up deleting some messages from my dad, and I learned my lesson. So when my mom passed, I kept them. So like on my birthday. I play the one that she left me and it's like a couple more that she left me that I just play from time to time. So don't make the mistake I did with my dad. Like, hold on <laughs> to that good. stuff. Because I'm one of those people, I delete my voicemails all the time. Yeah, 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 man. You so know, hold on to that. So. Um, I said I would touch on the sneaker ball again. I just wanted to say, uh, sneaker ball, heavy show, by the way. But um, I just want to send a shout out again. You know, this was the second one uh, so, uh, you know, Ferg mentioned how it's, it's still new and he still was, uh, it exceeded his expectations. Not only that, take into account, not only is it new, but it was on the same night as two other more established balls. Mm-hmm. And they still were able to sell out and put on a great 
event, man. So inspire you on air. Uh, Amberly, Candice, who I finally met in person, is extremely nice woman, man. I love the relationship between Amberly and uh, her mother, uh, Candice. You guys are doing big things with Inspire You. Wooisms, uh, my man Sean, aka uh, Puff and Buff. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So, oh, was it Fluff? Was it Fluff? I think it's Fluff and Fluff and Buff. Yeah, yeah, Fluff and Buff. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we just enjoyed the whole red carpet experience, man. Uh, had a little too much Johnny Walker Blue. Wound up leaving just a tad earlier than I wanted to leave that night, but uh, had a great time. Uh, I love seeing you guys. Uh, I'm glad Allison came through. It was just a great time. I appreciate it. I didn't see as many people as I thought I would run into, but, you know, like the people that Ferg mentioned, it was great seeing them. Uh, so I just had a wonderful time. We were happy to be a part of it. And Three Brothers is going to try our best to, uh, you know, take part in more Inspire You on Air functions because we are proud to be a part of this family. And happy birthday to Inspire You. They just celebrated two years of their app. And two more birthdays. I went to a birthday party last night uh, for Leslie Mayna, as well as, well as uh, my homeboy Wendell. Also had a birthday on February 25th. So happy birthday to you two. And uh, I enjoyed kicking it with you, Leslie, and your husband. Great host, Eli. Appreciate everything, man. So thank you guys both. Uh, and again, shout out to Inspire You on Air. Make sure you download that app for free. And also subscribe to Three Brothers No Sense on any podcast platform definitely definitely all i got like i said i was going to talk about uh glow with your guy glam with your girl shout out to deer valley elementary school pto great event man um i don't know if it, uh, other schools do it um because i was thinking about that the other night i'm like did Haley ever have these i don't know if Haley had these and if she did uh allison i'll hold you accountable you never told me about them um so yeah, um, but you know, I, I think if more schools get a chance to do those, uh, it is a really, really fun event. Uh, it's a great way for kids to, you know, be able to just hang with their parents and spend some time together, uh, just kind of hanging out, sh- introducing their friends. Uh, Sophie took me around to all the friends that she wants to have play dates with and introduce the parents because, you know, that's one of the things you got to do when you when you try to have a play date. And so we were exchanging, you know, um, like messages and, and uh, getting phone numbers and stuff like that. So it's just a good event, man. So shout out to them. And also I want to talk about inclusion in Hogwarts legacy. So man, those developers did a good job of showing people of color and the characters in there is very inclusive. You, you have, it's not just a, a, a white, you know Hogwarts in there it is very very diverse from the cast uh very diverse from the what, what is that for Casey keep going I want you to see that this co- co- continue oh, oh yeah so that and like my character is so dope I just want to say that um if you want to check yeah you can follow me on Facebook check out one of my reels on there my character is dope as I don't know what he looks just like me in high school so um just that man it, it's one of those things that you, you'd be surprised how much inclusion matters, but being able to build a character that does feel and look like you uh, to be able to play through a game is a big deal for gamers. And so shout out to them. They did a really, really good job. That development company did an awesome job of, of being able to do that and make you feel. And they got the hair right. 
that's that's the hardest part for us uh but the hair is right on there so go check that out if you're a gamer if you're not a if you're not even a serious gamer but you like puzzle games open world games that type of stuff uh it's still a really really dope game even if you're not like a hardcore serious gamer so it's really fun which leads me into my 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 closing so what i was trying to show you is i had my show topics and one of the things i needed to hit on is gamism <laughs> um the creators of this game are gamist they uh discriminate against people who have not bought the newest versions of the uh, the gaming systems i pre-ordered the same game that rise is talking about not knowing that uh it does not come out on a ps4 until april 3rd so i feel discriminated against uh, i'm pissed i don't know who i need to write to because every time I saw a commercial, it said available now. Guess what I did? I went to check my email to see if my, my game had been shipped. And it's like, nah, we're going to let you know when we ship it. And then I went <laughs> back to the thing. It's like available April 3rd, 4th, something like that. So screw you, um, all you gamist out there. Uh, I feel some sort of way. And um, also really quick. I want to do a um, just tell people to love love on your loved ones you just never know what's going to happen my family as usual Rodzi said I have a huge family it's so crazy because I always feel like there's something going on to the point where when I say things people like he gotta be lying like it can't be something else but uh, I'm not going to get into the details but I just my uh, my family uh, the Carter side of the family just just asking for your prayers. We we have a loved one who's um, had some very serious health issues in the last week, and um, essentially, young man having life changing, life threatening surgery. Hopefully, he um, we keep continue to hear good news, and he he's going to pull through, and uh, that God's going to have him, and that we're we're just gonna we're we're gonna take care of it, and he's going to have a story to tell. So just loving your loved ones make sure you stay in the loop take all health issues seriously and um with that being said three brothers no sense your favorite barbershop style podcast six rules of podcast listen like share subscribe comment and most importantly listen again talk to you next week